This is episode number 39, and today we'll dive into the core of what makes or breaks your small group. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher, and every day we'll dive into the tips, tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of Practical Christian Training. Hey guys, welcome to part three of our three-part series on how to take your small group to the next level. Back in episode number 37, we kicked off with talking about why having a plan and being organized makes a huge difference with getting the people in your small group to buy in to what what you're wanting them to invest in. And then yesterday, in episode number 38, we talked about delegating, why that's really important for you so you're not doing everything, and why it's also important for the people in your group so that they feel buy-in and responsibility and are invested in what you're trying to achieve together. And today we're going to wrap up our three-part series of the key components that will not only prevent apathy, but to get the people in your group to be more invested. Now, most small group leaders think that the purpose of a small group is to teach people. It's to gather all of these people in a room so that they can hear your wisdom and understanding and expertise about the Bible and that they can take those things and apply it in their lives to be more spiritual and to just have a better life. But that is not what the small group is for. Believe it or not, that is not what it's about. If you are operating under this assumption that the purpose of your small group is to, to, to create an avenue or an opportunity to teach people, that's not the primary focus of what healthy small groups are about. And that's because a healthy small group revolves around and is focused on relationships. That's right, relationships. Relationships, I just said it a bunch of times, relationships are what make or break a small group. If you have weak relationships, fractured relationships, divisiveness, cliques, that will kill your small group. That will prevent you from being effective, not only as a small group leader, but just as a brother or sister in helping people and in growing closer to people. Small groups are the, if you think about your church and the the global body of believers as being like this giant kingdom, this, this nation, this spiritual nation that we are a part of. Your small group is like a little tribe, an outpost in our spiritual world. And so you want the relationships in that small group to be airtight. You want the people in that group to be best friends with each other. And so you as the leader have to remember that relationships are the focal point and the key for ultimate success or failure, that you can be the best Bible discussion leader. You can have the best potlucks. You can have the best fun activities. But if there are not relationships in your small group that are helping people grow closer together, become best friends, invest in each other, be real with each other, then ultimately we failed in our mission to help people grow spiritually. So I want to share some really easy things, practical things that you can do to build relationships in your small group, all right? These are really easy practicals that go a long way. 
Number one is share meals together. You've heard me say the word potluck probably at least 17 times over the last uh, couple episodes, and that's on purpose, that when we share meals together, there's just something about it that brings us closer together. That when you're eating pizza and the person across from you is eating pizza, they don't feel as strange. Even if you've never talked to them before, even if you don't know their name, just the fact that you're eating the same food makes them feel less like a stranger. And there's something about that. There's something about eating together that draws us closer together. And so just by planning group meals and eating meals together will strengthen relationships. The second really easy thing that you can do as a small group leader is make time for casual conversations. Plan fellowship time. So if your small group starts at 7 p.m., don't start the discussion until 7.30. All right? It still starts at 7. You still want people to be there at 7. But you've planned that 30 minutes as time for people to connect, to talk about how their week is going, to, uh, you know, get deep with each other, talk about whatever's going on in their life. You want to create that time. You want to set that time aside as sacred time that this is important. It's not just to... Uh, you know, make the group long, the, the time that you're together longer. It's not just to take up time. There is purpose in having those fellowship, casual conversations. And it's because the more that you talk to someone, the more you're able to share with someone, the closer you'll feel to them. And that will help strengthen those relationships in your small group. And then the third thing that really goes a long way, but is really easy to implement, is that you want to be the first line of defense For the people in your small group. Now, what do I mean by this? By first line of defense. That means when someone has a need, it is your small group that meets that need. If someone is moving and they need help moving, your small group is who shows up to pack the truck. If someone is sick and they need help with, you know, feeding themselves and preparing meals, it is your small group that prepares those meals. If somebody needs a ride to the airport, it is someone in your small group that gives them a ride to the airport. You you see where I'm going with this? So you want the people in your group to depend on each other, to rely on each other, to know that no matter what, they can rely on the people in their small group to provide for them, to take care of them, and to be there for them. And the more that you do that, the stronger those relationships become, the more tight-knit that group will become. And those are just three really, really easy ways to build relationships in your small group, to facilitate strong relationships in your small group. Share meals together, make purposeful time for conversations, and be the first line of defense when it comes to needs in your small group. If you can do those three things, that will really help you take your relationships to the next level. And as the people in your group develop deeper relationships and develop deeper connections with each other, they'll be more invested in seeing the group succeed and more excited about showing up every week. Because everyone loves spending time with their friends. Everyone loves spending time with the people they care about. And so as people get closer and closer together, deeper and more connected, they're going to be more invested in seeing the group succeed. They're going to see it as a personal responsibility they have to their friends to show up and to serve and to give. So that is part three of our three-part series on how to take your small group to the next level. I hope that it's been really helpful and insightful for you. If you like what you heard, subscribe to get more daily practical tips just like this one. 
Make sure to leave a review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts to tell me what you think and head on over to the Facebook group to let me know what you want to hear in future episodes. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. I'm Travis Albritton, and I will talk to you tomorrow.